Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Are you ready? Marks and Smarks. This is the Smart Gilas Filipinas podcast. You are listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Smart Gilas Filipinas podcast. Stunning Stancy at your service to my right, ravishing Ro Moran. And we have a guest on the 95th episode of the number 56th-ranked podcast in the sports and rec section. Yay. <laughs> Our guest for this week... Classical Brian Leo. Good to see you guys. What's, What's up, up, champ? Um, Ex champ. Must you must you remind me, man? <laughs> we thought, Sorry, we thought, I, I got used to calling him champ. Yeah, actually, we all did. But you know, wow. uh, we're here for happier reasons, and we're all here together because we're fresh off a high. We just came from Skinny Mike's in yep. BGC, mm-hmm. where we shot the first ever episode of what. We hope will be a continuous show mm-hmm. on Fox. Right. Yep, I'm very excited for that. Well, you that guys catch it. Yeah, we don't have a name. We don't have, we don't have a name for it. Yet. We'll think of something cool. <laughs> Our friends from Fox are calling it the wrestling show for now. With the wrestling guys. Yeah. Yep. So if you can come up with a with you know with a snappier name, a more intelligent name, feel free to hit us up on Twitter at Roizwar at underscore Stancy. You guys should make a competition. Yeah, you come should. Up with a good name. No, you know what? <laughs> if you come up with a great name, we'll give you a shirt. Nice. Yeah. yeah, we have shirts. We have enough. shirts to give out. Yeah, we have a Royal Rumble T-shirt that we can give out to anybody who can give us a great name that that we and the Fox team will choose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So, uh, what can we tell you about the show as early as now? Well, for one, all three of us are in it. <laughs> yep. Yep. That makes it so much better. The fact that I'm in it makes just increases the value. That's true. Because I'm awesome. Plus, we talk about the Royal Rumble. We talk about numbers concerning the Royal Rumble. Yeah. We have a special live via satellite interview with yes, a former WWE champion. Uh, That's that, true. that was uh, interesting to say the least. Uh, right? It yeah, wasn't yeah, what yeah, I expected, yeah. but it was, but it was cool. still an interview with it was, a champion. It's pretty so. cool. It's pretty cool. Look out for it. You got, it's for your own good. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, the fact that it was our first show, we'd never done this before, and we were able to make it happen. Man, we're so, so hyped for this. Man, uh, <laughs> Uh, just uh, don't expect um, one of those classy interviews that you actually see on, <laughs> on a documentary. This was a little yeah. weird. Yeah, we, yeah. we were having fun with it. That's, that's, yeah, yeah. that's the whole thing. That's the important part. He didn't uh, seem to have that much fun, though. <laughs> <laughs> what else did we do on the show? Uh, we, we, we got into some Q&As, rapid-fire Q&As, yeah. things that you may not initially think about asking people like us or people like yourselves. But we know we'll answer those questions, too. Mm-hmm. As for the rest, uh, we're gonna leave it to you uh, for you to watch in the week leading up to the Royal Rumble. So that's our that's our target air date. So just stay tuned, Fox. Yeah, if you watch Fox, if you watch WWE programming on Fox, you're gonna catch it. And here's another important announcement that we are gonna make uh, since we're talking about Fox. Mm-hmm. Our friends at Fox and at Skinny Mike's will be working together with us for this year's Royal Rumble live viewing party. Viewing party. Be there or be square, ladies and gentlemen, because the three of us will definitely be there. <laughs> you asked for it, and now you're getting it. So you better come. That's you right. You better fire your leaves, fire your VLs. Monday, January twenty-five. That's the last. 
last Monday of the month, 9 a.m. But as early as 8 a.m., we'll be there. We'll be there for the pre-show, of course, hosted by the three of us. Be there. It is for your own good. Oh, and there are, there are some prizes too, and there are also uh, 15 peso wings in limited supply. You, I'll definitely be there for the wings. Definitely. Yeah. So <laughs> huge, huge thanks to our friends from Fox and our friends from Skinny Mike's for making all of this happen. Uh, we've been waiting for this day for so long. Ro and I have been talking about this as early as August last year. Oh, yeah? So it's and finally we can just... Let it all out on the podcast and share it to our listeners. And you know, it's great to have you with us. Uh, that you get I'm to share in this with us, and that you're a huge part of it as well. I'm proud to be a part of it. Thank you so much for having me over. All right, now let's get down to business and talk about the events of Terminus oh, since God. we're halfway between Terminus <laughs> and PWR Live. Oh wow! I mean, wow. Okay, look, I was super upset. That was the Sonic Crusher heard around the world, seen around the world. I mean. Wow! Who the hell saw that coming? Yeah, the, no, I did not. The uh, PWR no, social like, media went viral with that Sonic Crusher. Yeah, it's just I, I can't believe it. I mean, oh look, I'm just gonna be honest and say yes, I'm very bitter and I'm very angry over the fact that I took my very light opponent lightly. <laughs> <laughs> that little Ewok, I took him far too lightly, and he got the better of me. Okay, look, I won't make any excuses. He beat me. In the middle of the ring, fair and square. And he what went through your mind? What went through your mind when the lights were all flashing and you were looking up and you saw Ralph raising the PWR championship? He was angry. I was even him. think I, I was. I don't even know if I was angry. I was in more disbelief than anything else. I, was, I, mean, I remember asking, you know, John Sebastian, what happened? What happened? He was like, I got knocked out. And like I said, that that thing just came out of nowhere. Next thing you know, I wake up. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Him up, the, the, the Ewok is holding my title. <laughs> He's holding my title, man. You know what, though? To your credit, when you were being carried out by John Sebastian and the rest of the Royal Flush, uh, people were actually applauding you. People were showing their respect for you, especially after so about the, the great time. championship run <laughs> that you had. That's about damn time, you know. I mean, you had, you had a lot of people you know, calling me, you know, these horrible names like Mister Clean, and you know. Uh, by the way, I have a nice uh, shirt. Uh, First World Man, you should buy it. It's really awesome. My point is, you know what the hell? It's about time that I got my due. But take nothing away from Ralph Imabayashi. You know, I, I, I'll accept it. He beat me. So with PWR Live happening in just a few weeks' time, the question is, when are you going to cash in on your rematch clause? Here's the thing, you know, you can only get the bear of me once. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, you can just keep knocking me down, and you've know, both of you have known me very well. I always come back up no matter what, with a plan, ready to go. And you can't beat me the same way twice. But you don't have a cash in this time at your disposal. You can't outsmart anyone the way you did to me at oh, Revolution. <laughs> You're still holding it against me, aren't you, man? Not that I'm holding it against oh, come you. On, man. I'm, I'm way past that. But I'm just making it clear that you don't You're have that ace that. up your <laughs> yeah. sleeve. Okay, look, I ain't got an ace up my sleeve. Well, I do. It's John Sebastian. All right. But sure. I've got a bunch of other things cooking up. And right now, in case you haven't been following, for those of you who don't know, I'm training as hard as I've ever trained for in my life. I'm coming for my title, and what's going to happen? Tune in and see. I'm glad that you mentioned John Sebastian because when he got promoted from being the jack of all trades to the ace of the Royal Flush, yeah. people have been wondering will that jack spot now be filled anytime soon? And if yes, who, is, uh, who are your prospective uh, scout, uh, you know, your, your scouted talent? Oh, well, you know, it's, it's going to happen. Sooner or later, it will happen at the right time. 
at the right place just when I need it to happen. And I promise you, when it does happen, you are going to be extremely astounded at who I've picked. And believe me when I say there are some top rankers coming over. So are you saying that this is, uh, you know, uh, the playing field is open? It's open to anybody among the main roster or even the boot campers? Or are you going to limit it to a pool? <laughs> I'm just going to keep that as my little secret, my friend. But believe me when I say it will leave a very big impact. And believe me when I say it is for your own good. And you can hashtag that. Oh, boy. Wow. That was a bombshell right there. Now, uh Looking forward now uh, towards PWR Live, what do you have planned for us? I mean, I, I, um, maybe the rematch clause is in the books, maybe it's not, but you know, what else do you have planned for us? You, the Royal Flush, I know that uh, John Sebastian's going to be busy with uh, Mark Di Manado. Yeah, he's going to be busy beating up a Carabao. I, I, I might have to call the Humane Society for that one. What were you thinking, man? Uh, you know what? They have a score to settle. They have a score to settle. That's a, a farm animal, man. Beef, That's exactly, exactly my point. John Sebastian's about to squash beef. You know, about to tenderize some carabao meat, man. I don't get it. You know, uh, people want to see this, so it's my job to give the people what they want. Oh God, all, all, all the kidding aside. Look, I'll admit this: that kid's got a lot of balls, to say the least. He surprised me. He almost separated my shoulder last time I underestimated him. But I'm telling you. John Sebastian isn't underestimating him, and I'm, t- I'm giving him a lot of tips. There's no way he's coming out of there walking the right way. Wait, what? I'm referring what? to Mark Dimanaro. Okay, okay. Uh, just so we're clear. Now, uh, do you or the well. Royal Flush have any New Year's resolution since we are starting a new one? Well, with regards to me, I'm taking my title back. That's, like, that's definitely going to happen. With regards to the rest of the flush, you're going to have to ask them yourselves, but I'm pretty damn sure it's going to be to make sure we keep going stronger and we stay on top the way we should be. All right. And uh, before we, you know, we know you're a busy guy, so before we let you go, is there anything you want to say to Ralph Imabayashi now that he's going to be the first PWR champion of 2016? Oh, God. Must you mention this again? Every time you... Wow! I still can't believe it. Not Ewok. Ralph Imabayashi, PWR champion Stop saying that. in 2016. Stop it. It's it makes fact. Me, stop. Stop. It makes me upset. It's like every time you say it, I feel a big clench in my asshole for some reason. It's like I got kicked in the wrong place on a Sunday. Wow, look, all I'm going to say is, Ralph, I'll give you all the credit in the world. Yes, I didn't take you seriously. Yes, you pulled off a big upset, but doesn't change the fact that you beat arguably the best technical wrestler in PWR today. And that's <laughs> something you should commend yourself for. And I guarantee you, a lot of people are going to give you a lot of praise, but I'm sorry to, br- to burst your bubble. Your dream's about to come to an end very, very soon. And believe me when I say it is for your own good. All right, there you have it. Classical Brian Leo setting his sights once again towards the PWR Championship. I'm coming for it. And we'll be seeing him and the rest of the Royal Flush at PWR Live on January 31. Last Sunday of the month, the date has been changed, so just adjust your calendars, and we hope to see you on the 31st at iAcademy. Be there, guys. We've got more about the podcast, uh, our, our usual pick of the week, and some, some talk points, certain questions we want to ask, particularly surrounding the story of Alberto Del Rio and Calisto and the United States Championship. That's all coming up in this episode of the SGP Podcast. Interesting things happened this week, particularly on Raw and SmackDown surrounding the United States Championship. So if you were able to watch Raw, then you may have seen uh, that match between Calisto and Alberto Del Rio, where Calisto surprised 
everybody and won the United States championship. Fast forward 24 hours later, Kalisto is now a former United States champion. All right, and uh, naturally, the way people react to this news is that is they become upset. Of course, because people wanted to see Kalisto thrive. And get a run as United States champion. As, as a singles competitor, period. Yeah. But at the same time, these people have jumped to conclusions saying that, oh, WWE is shit, WWE is trash because they... Uh, took the championship away after only 24 hours of giving us something cool. Are these now, opinions you actually saw online? Yes, yes, yeah. Re- regarding <laughs> Yo, this issue? Yes. Every every opinion I state on this podcast, if I don't say it's for myself, it's something I see on Twitter. It's I follow so many wrestling fans on Twitter and social media. Now, I can tell you for, for a fact that these are what the people feel. Right, so, these, so many, so so many conclusions, so many uh, quick judgments, snap judgments on how the WWE is not fun for doing this. Or why can't they try something new? Yeah. with this, and it's kind of weird because I am amazed that some of these people are, you know, people who usually are level-headed when it comes to storytelling. Yeah. When it comes to what goes on in the WWE, why? But what I, kind of reactions would you have expected from these level-headed people? But uh, I was expecting now. Uh, oh, okay. I see what you did there. Which is to say, I see what WWE did there. Now, okay, you took away. Yeah, my initial reaction at first was, "What the fuck?" Jack yeah, Fred. so was mine. So was yeah. mine. It, but you know, and then why? What the fuck? And then why? That those no. were the exact words I typed. Mine were, "What the fuck?" But. Then I hope this leads to a payoff. Not why. I know why. I can understand why. So, go to for context, it helps that we paint the picture of where mm. we're coming from. Mm. We're recording this Thursday night. We haven't seen SmackDown mm. yet. We just saw uh, the spoilers yesterday. So mm. we got we got to thinking about this, and then and um, then you have to consider the fact that Del Rio won the championship back with the help of Barrett. Yeah. So it's not a clean win. Right. Right. And it's not something that would bury Kalisto. I think the issue dito is um, well. Well, one is partly people's mis- uh, misuse of the word Barry. No, uh, it's not the misuse of the word Barry. It's really uh, the conclusions they jump toward. Because I think I think it goes hand in hand. Eh, you, sure, there, there's a misuse in the sense that no, I don't know. Oh, no, but, na naman siya, no, so no, no, yeah, no so I don't know. But nobody was saying they were buried. Uh, Kalisa was buried. They were just saying, uh, okay, why can't we have nice things? How is this different from when Daniel Bryan won at SummerSlam uh, three years ago and then imme- immediately lost to Randy Orton when he cashed in? Nothing. It's no different. Exactly. Thank you for bringing that up because it's not any different from that scenario. Nah, uh, well, it might not have been the original intention that time. But uh, let's assume that it was really to set up what would happen months later at WrestleMania 30. Okay. Now... Um, my issue about taking that assumption is we're assuming that the best intentions are out there. But we're also assuming that, well, these people are also assuming that the worst intentions are there. So there. Um, that being said, wh- why can't we play the middle? Or why can't we find that happy balance where, um, you know, um, yes, it's possible that the best intentions are in mind. But at the same time, because the WWE is a human company run by human beings, mm. it's also very well possible that the worst intentions were at play. But it's also possible that it wasn't, you know, it wasn't malicious. Now, it was really to further 
Kalisto's uh, singles career because why else would they make such a nonsensical decision? Now, um, I, I can roll with the uh, with the assumption now. No, it, it goes either way. Parang it's hard to roll either way. You have to stay in the middle and uh, let it unfold first before you can judge it. The thing with me is I'm having a hard time judging it because I haven't seen the exact uh, situation yeah. play no, out. Sure, diba? I, I'd like to. I'd like no, to you see it play out. You're supposed to have a hard time judging it because the story isn't over. Obviously, yeah, it hasn't played out yet. I want to watch it, and I, I and you know probably three six months down the line after they've resolved this angle, that's when we can say na yeah, ito pa intention at sure. the end of at the end of everything. If if we Go to Raw next week and see that Alberto Del Rio has moved on. Kaliso has moved on without, you know, revisiting uh, their little feud. Dun tayo magalit na may na ginago lang nila si Kaliso and therefore ginago lang tayo. Gagohan lang pala. So here's here's my question then. Because um, now we're telling we're telling our listeners we're, t- we're telling everyone basically to wait until the story is over. Sure. Right. Um, and that we'll never really know anything. Until the entire angle is finished, yeah. let's go back to the Daniel Bryan example. Sure, because both of us were upset. Uh, there was a lot of outrage was, online during the SummerSlam I, you know, incident. I don't even remember. Uh, I don't remember how I reacted back then. I remember being very upset, but you know that's because that's me and that's Daniel Bryan, mm. right? So at the time uh, when I was ranting to you and you know to all of our, our other friends on SGP, mm. we were like, Bryan's being buried, or this is bullshit. Uh, WWE is not fun for letting Bryan have his moment, mm. but. Um, it's only with the benefit of hindsight Now we said that that needed to happen SummerSlam, Night of Champions, Hell in a Cell needed to happen To make WrestleMania 30 worth it Sure All of that being said um, It's still entirely possible that WrestleMania 30 could not have happened And yeah. that the original, original intention was really just to put Brian down And to stick it to fans like us but So what I'm saying is negate nung bigger picture na nangyari yung original intention is at, that correct at this point yeah kasi nangyari na eh. you know everything happened already and even though you can point to CM Punk leaving uh, after the Royal Rumble 2014 that necessitated uh, Daniel Bryan winning the championship at Wrestlemania even though it wasn't the original intention from SummerSlam all the way up to Wrestlemania the fact that it set the motion anyway, you know, it set the motion for the idea that maybe, just maybe, Daniel Bryan was being set up for something bigger, was being held back to be propelled even further, and that we were waiting for this uh, this tri- this moment of triumph, I guess, uh, all throughout that summer, that that autumn, that winter, uh, that would negate the original plan, and. At the same time, we when we look back on it, it's no use man, uh taking into consideration the original intentions by whoever is in charge. Why? Why? Is, why, why do you say that? Because what what happened already happened. It makes it moot. You know, it's like in law, um, you argue for one thing, but something else happens that's completely unrelated and kind of shuts down the original argument. Yeah, it makes it moot. Right. So what you're basically saying is even though there were bad intentions no simula, the fact that everything played out in everyone's favor or in a win-win situation, it forgives everybody for their errors. Yeah. That's what I'm that's the message I'm getting. Yeah. At this point, for this scenario, yeah. And for most scenarios like it, yes. So 
with for the Kalisto scenario kasi I'm I'm still No, I think though, I'm, I'm still uh, on the fence. So parang yeah, I'm, no, I'm, sure, I'm willing sure. to give it a chance. I'm very I'm very open yeah. about it. Well, wait, wait. before we move on to the Kalisto, I'm I just really I just want to revisit what I was trying to say it, it, with the Brian thing because uh had the had the you know SummerSlam post main event cash in not happened. Yeah. Had everything not happened, had um you know, had John Cena not chosen Daniel Bryan to pick him uh, to to contend for his championship, we wouldn't even be you know having Daniel Bryan in the conversation of you know world champions. Okay, at that point, that's what. Um, if anything, that particular booking decision put Bryan in the conversation. That's at least one thing it accomplished. Right. You know. Yeah. So you're saying that. Even though there may have been some bad intention, yeah. there was still a bigger good intention because without it, Brian would not have been in, in the picture in the first place. Yeah. And, you know, it was something that they couldn't deny. Yeah. You know, with so much uh, fan support behind him. Yeah. And you know, you know, explain it, but the, the, the intense clamor behind Daniel Bryan, yeah. that's what made uh, that booking decision happen in the first place. Mm-hmm. So let's bring it back to Kalisto yeah. and uh, how yeah there is some outrage online, outrage that you've seen that I haven't seen, but uh, could be justifiable. Then again, uh, if if things play out a certain way, it could be all moot. Yeah, three months, mu- three months. And six I'm not months even saying I'm not even saying that you know people's negative reactions are wrong inherently. Even uh, for all we, for you know if things don't go Kalisto's way. You're, you are perfectly justified to feel mad about this. If, so, so let's assume I'm a Kalisto fan, sure. which I kind of am. And uh, I see the news that he dropped the title to Del Rio after just 24 hours. Sure. I'm upset. Oh. Isn't that supposed to be a good reaction in the first place? Isn't that a reaction WWE wants out of me as a viewer who gets behind Kalisto, the good guy? I think the problem is nowadays with, with us, you know, the fans, being firmly planted in the reality era... Um, we would direct that you know negative reaction not toward Del Rio, the storyline heel between the two of them, yeah, but to the bookers for even you know having the gall to come up with this decision and execute. But hindi ba? But they're not. But the bookers are not the enemy in the story. Yeah, you know they are just people who write the story. Yeah, they're the storytellers. Oh. But um, let's let's take it back to another another similar example. Mm. Christian and Randy Orton oh. from 2011. Yeah. Both were nominally baby faces sure. after Christian won yeah. the World Heavyweight Championship. Orton was still a baby face after he won. But slowly, there were people who were turning on Orton, even though they were not writing Orton to turn heel. Mm. In that case, like I was actually legit angry at Orton also. But for you were being... rejecting. You were legit angry because you were rejecting the story that was being you know attempted to. Be told to you, in a way, yes. But in a way, parang if I were to pick a face, mis- heel, my were, face was Christian. But you were misplacing, cause your anger toward uh, the WWE machine to Orton, cause Orton was not the champion you wanted. Yeah, he was not the champion I wanted. That's why in my head he's the heel because he was the one who just took the championship. Nah, Christian spent years and years chasing. But, but you know, Orton didn't cheat or anything to win that championship. Right. No, he just he, he he was simply just better. No, he was chosen by the fans, and then he was simply better. Yeah. Oh. So in the end, it's very circular. Now that now that I I think about it, I'm telling it. you now that you rejected Orton because you rejected the story. Yeah. Is and that is that a bad thing? That's though. not Orton's fault. 
But is that a bad thing for the consumer to reject the product? Because you're a consumer, and uh, it's an active choice whether you accept or you deny something can serve to you. I cannot tell you straight up that it was a bad thing, but it does certainly change the way uh, storytellers have to tell stories. I think na I, I think it's good in the, in in the sense na it makes storytellers more self-aware. But it's also bad because it totally messes up, you know, all the tropes, all the all the archetypes, all the arcs, all the templates, all the formulas. It messes all those things up. Sure, but that forces your storyteller to be more creative. You have to adapt with the times. You have to grow with the situation. And with fans either growing up, simply changing or evolving, your storytellers also have to step up their game to adapt. But at the same time then, you're... What you adapt to, or what you adapt for, what you adapt—I um, don't know what the right preposition is for this one. What you adapt might not be what is, you know, morally good or you know, morally acceptable. I think there's a way, naman, to adapt and to evolve your your means of telling a story without compromising what's morally acceptable. Because if you stick within, if you if you stick within your ethical values, mo, yeah, and you just change up certain elements but of people, stories. Well, people will reject this, you know. Some people will reject this. Remember, uh, let's even let's take PWR as an example. Sure, so yeah. The fans will cheer the bad guys because they find them cool. They will cheer classical Brian Leo. Yeah. Let, let's let's name specific examples. Sure. Uh, people cheer for classical Brian Leo mm. because he, uh, he he's excellent on the mic. Sure. And because he's one of the more well-rounded characters yeah. on the roster, mm-hmm. right? even though nominally he's a heel, mm-hmm. judging by his actions and his words um, in in PWR canon, he's a heel, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then there are also some babyface characters who don't exactly get the reaction, uh, yeah. you know, that they would like. Yeah, very lukewarm reactions. Basically, the fans are are starting to reject, you know, what is in front of them. Yeah, and deciding to make an. Pretty much what we were discussing with Tito Mikey back then, you know, uh, the author is dead, right? I right. guess. So where do we draw the line, or you know, un- until when is it uh, no longer good or no longer acceptable to say that the author is dead? Because there are still certain val, uh, there is still value in saying that the author is dead. Eh? Yeah, you can't. Okay. Uh, you can't be absolute and say na ne malian, one hundred percent malian. I can't. Tell people to I can't force them to accept the story. Like I can't always for, force people to boo Del Rio because he is kayfabe the bad guy on screen. Yeah, I can't stop people from being mad at the WWE because they know who writes the stories around here. Right, and they know where everything comes from. And I think to add to that point. You're still entitled to feel how you feel about the product, uh, Because you know, it goes back to you're a consumer, mm. so you're still entitled to your feelings about your product. But it's so easy to be mad, and it's so easy to be stupid about it. And uh, I have to say that when people get mad at the WWE, even though they are kind of justified because they're jaded after the WWE has treated them, you know, like idiots for so long, I can't blame them. You really can't because they're, they've become cynical and jaded. And it's not their fault. They have been supporting the company for so long and this is how the company treats them. Yeah. And I can't blame them for that. But at the same time, if you don't come into this open-minded, if you don't come to this you know, open to the possibility that maybe they've changed or maybe 
the the plan is long term. The the plan is bigger picture. Yeah. You're gonna look stupid. You're gonna look as stupid as they were once upon a time. What if kasi, diba? What if kasi, uh, this one, this particular angle is actually a setup for something bigger for Kalisto? In a way, it kind of reminds me of... It, it reminds me of uh, a more recent example in Charlotte Becky Lynch. Uh-huh. Diba? Na, it it kind of started out spotty. Mm. But then you could see the seeds being planted. And then it that, took... one kasi, that one kasi is more straightforward. You can... Um, all the moves, I think, were telegraphed pretty well. Across the two, three months span. Across, yeah, yeah. across the entire arc, all the moves within the plot were telegraphed pretty well. This one, because it's pretty abrupt. Uh, Kalisto would suddenly lose the championship. You don't even see that nowadays. Yeah. And I guess it just took people by surprise. But what it did in taking them by surprise is they it, it pretty much revealed a lot of affection for Kalisto. And people got to talk about Kalisto. Because, oh. um, you know, Sin Cara got injured and people still didn't really talk about Kalisto. Yeah, though, yo, I mean, like, a couple of weeks ago, Kalisto was just one half of the Lucha Dragons. Now, he's a guy who was screwed over by, you know, um, a heel fashion who dominates by numbers. Yeah. So, I guess, this, uh, you know, just to step back a bit and look at the bigger picture, the question now that we should be asking is, should we as fans, or should we, uh, you know, people who like to influence other people about uh, about this industry, about the stories, should we stop telling people what their reactions sh- should be to certain things just so we keep it natural? Or do we still have to go out of our way to explain things to people so that they don't go blaming the wrong people? You know, I wish Tito Mikey was here for this discussion. Because, uh, I'm sure we can go all day going back and forth with this. But uh, to give you know our listeners some more context on your question, uh, what... What it really means is that when we start, you know, when we start explaining these things, when I tell you to come with an open mind, when I tell you to, you know, take everything with a grain of salt, take uh, a level-headed approach before you react brashly. Uh, when you do that, it kind of um, it kind of waters down your emotional approach to the product. And I can tell you this from experience because I've become a bit—I I don't know if I can say hardened, but no, I would say hardened. I would say it for you. As someone no, no, who I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Well, maybe you can, looking for the inside out, but uh, from the outside in. But I'm not sure if I could say that for myself. I, I'm not sure if that's the right word I would say for myself. But I can tell you that I don't have as much, you know, as strong emotional reaction to things anymore. So you don't mark out as much in simpler terms. No, I mark out. I mark out when it's time to mark out. You know, when things that don't, that you don't expect to happen actually happen. I can mark out for those. But when when things require a strong emotional reaction like this, I wasn't upset. I wasn't totally upset when Kalisto lost the championship. Although I should have been, uh, normally speaking. If if I have to tell people now, okay, you should be mad at Del Rio for, and the League of Nations for doing what they did, I should also, at the same time, be able to be upset for what happened but I'm not I was able to you know look at this with an analytical eye it's kind of like being Spock um, so that is why we post this question so should we stop explaining should we stop breaking things down should we stop analyzing these things so that um, people would still keep their I guess predilection for natural reactions 
I think there are two ways to answer that. The first is it depends on which people you target. Because oh, there are people sure. who watch wrestling and like to look at it as a text mm. that needs to be uh, broken down. Sure. That's people like you and me. Mm. And then there are people like my dad who just like to watch wrestling, mm. period. You know, If he has to ask a question, he'll go to my room and ask me a question. Otherwise, he'll be like, that's good. That's good because your dad uh, reacts to the characters, not to the storyteller. Yeah, because he doesn't get the concept of there uh, of, of there being like a corrupt booker who influences decisions just to hold people down. That uh, you know, that's that concept, actually great. That concept is beneath his, his his fandom. That no, that's actually great. I wouldn't call it beneath him. I I think he's one of the lucky ones because uh, even though you know we look down on on marks. Uh, that is actually a nice way to approach the text because that's ignorance being bliss. In a way, yeah, you, you could say that because, like, you know, my dad could approach, uh, say, an R Truth match and just be like, eh, that's funny. You show him, you show him Kaliso and, I guess, Del Rio. And I, I would assume he would, you know, be mad at Del Rio and Barrett. Probably, yeah. He'll be like, uh, he'll be like, Gagoin Delong. Oh, yeah. oh, you know, you... And it's a very simple reaction. Like, we don't have to spend a good 30 minutes being like, was that the right move? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. And that's, that's a reaction, you know, we want to see from fast. Well, be, as being part of PWR, that's kind of the reaction we want to see. Right. But, you know, you can't stop people from yeah. Ironically, one, thinking par- yeah. to overthinking. Par- paradoxically, we are the overthinkers and we demand that our fans. Uh, not be not overthinkers. Yeah, because it, it's uh, going back to what you said. It is a paradox in the sense that people like us encourage other people to start thinking, right? Like yeah. we hate it when. Uh, yeah, uh, this is the entire point of the podcast. Though. Yeah, we hate it when stupid questions are being asked. Yeah, we hate it when people don't do their homework. Sure, right. But now that people are kind of doing their homework by sparking discussions, talking to people, you're like, wait, lang, chill. You have to fucking react naturally. So, san ba talaga? And this is where I go back to my default answer of finding the happy balance. I, you know, as, as much as it's become my crutch, I really do think that there is a happy balance somewhere where you're able to com- uh, compartmentalize and just be like, you know what? I was fucking happy that Sami Zayn finally beat Adrian Neville. No, but I think, I think the happy moments aren't the issue here. Because when happy moments happen, a lot of people get behind them. Like, okay. Means uh, there are a few haters, of course. Yeah. But uh, mostly, on the most part, it's not hard to get people behind, you know, good vibes moments. Right. It's really right. not hard. See, see. So we have to focus on bad vibes moments. Yeah. And, you know, the things that uh, people target their anger on. Well, fine. So, okay. So let's think of a bad vibe moment. Yeah. Uh, top of my This is the bad vibe moment we're talking about. Kalisto. So. I, I don't think that we should stop explaining things to people. No, I don't think so either. But at the same time, I want to tell them now, okay, slow your roll. There might be something more to this. There are people to blame. I think it goes without saying that in, in a situation like this, there are people to blame. But I think there are, there are just some cases where, where fans or people can't compartmentalize and be like, okay, in the story, in the sense of the story, I blame the heel for doing what they did. But in the bigger course of... The booking decision, this uh, decision. I disagree with the booker. Therefore, I think he's a bad guy. And and not just that. My bigger, my bigger, my biggest fear actually with the whole thing is okay. People will react now. Okay, uh, I don't like what you did there with this character, with that character, with this championship, with this storyline. I don't like what you did there. So now, I'm turning off the the product. 
you know. Right, that they stop watching. Yeah. And but that's totally the wrong reaction. That's a wrong knee-jerk reaction. It's a wrong reaction, but it's a reaction that everyone is still entitled to. And yeah. I will always, I will always uh, defend your, your right to do whatever you want. Yeah, but it's also not fair to the project, especially if they have good intentions. It's not fair to say the wrestlers. It's never fair to the wrestlers mm. because these are people busting their asses yeah, yeah. and you know risking their lives for our entertainment. Mm. But at the same time, hindi ko rin masisi yung taong sobrang nasawa na and be like, you know, that's that's the final straw. Because um, you know, it's your choice whether or not you want to keep watching. It's still your choice, and I um I don't want to take that away from you. So if you ni, think ni, that ni, this ni is neither, what you need, but at the same time, I understand that it's unfair. Right. Right. So, I don't know what the happy balance is there. I would say that the happy balance is that you try to keep the fandom alive by finding, say, an alternative. Because we used to keep talking about this now. No, that's a different question, though. That's a different discussion altogether. We're talking about, you know, good intentions. I think your intentions is, is irrelevant because you don't see them on the outset. Because we're talking about knee-jerk reactions. Eh? Yeah, the but ba- it makes you stupid, though. To be honest, I'm going to be honest with you. It makes you stupid if you react rashly only to find out that you may be wrong. It, it, um, yeah, fine. Parang acceptable yun. Yun yung reaction ng tao eh. Uh, whether, or not, whether or not it was the smartest reaction, that was their reaction. Okay. Because that, that was how they felt upon watching what they watched, sure. what, they, what they saw on TV, diba? So, I think that, parang yeah, you can call it stupid, but People will still do it. People will keep doing it uh, until eternity because that is within their choices for reactions. I guess at this point, it's up to the products, up to the WWE, to you know actually pay off on what they intended to pay off. The, the thing about this is, uh, you know, if if you have fans mm. who were so turned off by the Calisto Alberto Del Rio situation uh. um, that they decide to like step back and mm. and stop watching, uh. I hope that they. Keep tabs on it a little bit, mm. and that they realize in the end if they if, if their move was right or wrong. Because there are some people that, admittedly, made justifiable. Then, you know, what? the story's got stale. That was the last one, and I'm like, I'm done. And they need to take a step back, come back with a refreshed point of view. One, two years later, you've gone through that. I've gone through that. Not intentionally. I didn't step away for, you know, just because I was turned off. I didn't, I didn't step away because of, like, one story. Yeah, I mean, you know, things happened. Uh, Jack TV stopped showing WWE. Sure. That, you know, th- those things happened. But I, I, I think there are people, especially people who are overthinkers, people like me, who do need to have that moment in their life or in their fandom just so you can come back with fresh eyes again and that wonder just comes back. is I just really have a problem with, you know, people... With this whole hot take culture, I guess. Even though we are part of it. Yeah. Uh, and that we encourage it. Yeah, we encourage it. I, I, but the, again, the irony, the paradox is we. I don't like it. I don't like that it creates too much noise. It creates too much unwanted opinions. Um, who's to say... Well, again, who's to say our opinion matters? We're just people with really good mics. And, uh, and a production booth. Yeah. Um, I, I just want to go back to one last question, I guess, before we close the book on this one. Mm. Um, you blaming the wrong people. Is there ever someone unfairly to blame, or is there ever a wrong person to blame? Because hey, the way I see it, if I don't like the story that's being told, I it is w- well within my right to hate the person who told me that story because I didn't, I wasn't satisfied with their job or with the way they did their job. It's w- it's within your right, but it doesn't make you right. All the time Okay 
Like, okay, if we're going back to Randy Orton, kanyare. Yeah. He's just a guy who was told to do something, you know? Right. And I um, never, I, I didn't, I, I hated Orton just because he was the embodiment of that machine, which I deeply hated more. Sure. Diba? So, parang, in the end, I probably didn't really hate Randy Orton, the human, I know, or that's the what character. I was telling you. I hated, say, I hated uh, Juan de la Cruz, the writer. Okay. So, I guess my question is, is it okay for a fan to, like, hate the writer, to hate the booker? Yes, of course. Of course. You are well within your rights. I am well within my rights to hate the booker. I hate Vince McMahon, you know? That is not something I am disputing. That's not something I'm taking away from you. So if that is your question, then that is the answer. That you are well within your rights to hate the storyteller. But at the same time, it's kind of counterproductive to not take the story for what it is. And when you say, you know, to, to not take the story for what it is, you know, to just uh, go in circles, overthinking it mm. and, you know, unraveling it as much as you want mm. or as much as, as much as you can. I think the thing, the biggest thing to remember here is that we can only really judge a story after it's closed. Yeah. Like, you can react. You can... You can be whatever. You can be sad. You can be mad. You can be happy. You can be confused even with the with a story's development. But you can't really say it's bad or good until the whole thing has played out. So, yeah, um, something like the Daniel Bryan thing, it's played out. It's done. Mm. We look back on it fondly because mm. it was one of the, yeah. uh, the bigger, better it had, arcs uh, it this had, decade. It had its good parts. It had its problems. And at this point, uh, the good outweighed the bad. Yeah, and and then you know, um, going back to the earlier example, that Christian Randy Orton, we look back on it five years later, and we're I like, I can tell you that it's bad. Yeah, it was bad because it fucked Christian up. But at the at that time, um, even though I didn't like it, I was holding out hope. Nah, and you were telling me to. I remember this. Yeah, I was holding out hope that something good might happen to Christian. Yeah, but nothing did. So yep. Um, yeah, so I, I guess it goes back to uh, the, the point we made Nah, we, we, we have to see this all play out first before, you know, before we point fingers, start the bashing, start the blaming. Yeah. Um, I, I got to watch SmackDown for sure. That, 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 you know, that's what I know. So again, bottom line, I'm, I'm going to say nah, it's your right to react however you want to. But I just really have a problem. Nah. I just really have a problem with how people's knee-jerk reactions tend toward the super negative on the whole you know toward the story on the whole okay and it's and even though it's you know even though you're entitled to it it's just not fair sometimes um can we switch gears and talk about the rumble really quickly sure cuz i'm i'm beginning to get annoyed with how the other players are figuring into the rumble hype okay so um i don't know if you caught smackdown but i see ziggler was in a babyface versus heel match eight man tag oh yeah, yeah i saw that one and he ended up turning on his partners. Um, I didn't really turn on his partners, or or you know just kicking them to prove the point that it's every man for himself. Oh, yeah. And then he had Ryback interfering in the social outcasts versus the Wyatt family. Uh, again, another spot for the Rumble. I'm beginning to have problems with it because one, they don't make a whole lot of sense. Two, um, parang napaka lang niya. Like it's not as it's not as exciting as say 
having mid-card wrestler A wrestle mid-card wrestler B for the the better Royal Rumble number, which is a video game storyline that you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Diba? Parang I would rather see a match between say Neville and Tyler Breeze for the better Royal Rumble number because that makes their match have some importance and it builds up to the Royal Rumble and uh, every man for himself. Uh, this is a complaint that has been plaguing the Rumble story for the re- for in, in recent years. Um, you know, ten years ago, uh, we would be seeing a lot of stories about you know who drew this number. Yeah, ngayon wala na ngayon karambole. Yeah, no, it, it it it's there. You just don't see it until like the pre-show. Yeah, but you know who cares about the pre-show when you got the Fox pre-show? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, no, I agree with you. It it that makes the Rumble a legitimate or look like a legitimate sporting event. Yeah, and the more the the more the show, the product looks like a legitimate sporting event, the better it looks. Right, right. The more easy, uh, the, you know, the more easy it is for for mm. mainstream audiences to latch onto it. You know, I, I just have a uh, have a huge problem with how Mema, you know, everyone else starts to sound leading into the Rumble. Napana, you'll have someone like R Truth uh, spouting out, you know, the usual comedy uh, comedy bullshit, and then you, know, you have Ryback who. Um, starts aligning himself with the social outcasts, people who he used to eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner mm. on a daily basis. It, it doesn't make sense to me. It, it really upsets me. Na I wish they had something more meaningful for these guys when I know at some point they're going to figure into a rumble moment. I agree with you. Right? So I, I, I just want to see more. Um, so if you want to tie that to the earlier point about you know looking at the bookers and, and holding them accountable, uh. we... Um, it, again, we're digging up an old argument that we have to hold them accountable to tell better stories. Yeah, no, I agree, completely agree. Yeah, I, I just don't. I, I, I'm just not at that point where I already know how to hold them accountable to telling better stories. Well, they'll see if it's a if it's a terrible rumble match, which is to say, you know, it's a rumble match that doesn't have that much substance to it. Uh, that um, that the crowd doesn't react to as well. Um, you. That will be one way of holding them account- accountable. So you're saying that the way that Royal uh, Roman Reigns was booed at last year's Royal Rumble, that was us holding them accountable. Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm still excited for the Rumble. Don't get me wrong. You mm. know, it's one of my favorite times of the year, one of my favorite match types of all time. So I just Actually, hope that, um, they do something more with it, with 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 the hype. At this point, uh, I could do without the Rumble, and have you know the Money in the Bank be the premier. Clusterfuck match of the year. Tell Yeah. No, I'm I'm fine with having it both spaced out six months in between. Sure. I'm I'm cool uh, with that. Well we can either get rid of the Rumble or Survivor series. We could probably do away with Survivor Series yeah. now at this point. Mm. Yeah, because it's just a joke now. Mm. Alright, uh time for us to start thanking all of our friends who always uh help us make the podcast work, make it happen. Starting off with our friends from Mellow ninety four seven, always letting us uh, use the booth and the equipment. Uh, let's also thank the boys and the girls at PWR uh, we missed them earlier at the shoot. We did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Uh, it would have been a lot of fun for everybody. Uh, also got to thank our friends from Skinny Mike's who are helping us organize the 2016 Royal Rumble viewing, viewing party. party. Monday, January 25. Mm. Be there as early as 8 a.m. We promise we'll make it worth your while. 15 peso wings, limited supply. Plus, our friends from Fox are giving away Royal Rumble t-shirts. So now we got those battleground T-shirts from last oh, yeah, year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. So if they're on the same level, then uh, you're probably in for something neat if you can answer the trivia questions that the Fox guys will have prepared. And speaking of the Fox guys, 
Uh, ano ba? Doon ba natin pre-premiere yung ating ano? Yes. Well, ating, it will have ano? aired before, but the official yeah. launch will be at the viewing party. Well, uh, before, by then, I hope you guys keep tuning in to Fox when you watch your, you know, WWE programming. You'll find us there by next week. Yeah, by next Talking week. Talking about the Royal Rumble. Playing with action figures as well. Yeah. You know? who, who gets to say that they played with action figures on On television, camera. Right? To talk about wrestling. To talk about wrestling on camera, on TV. Jesus. So, yeah, we're, we're excited about that. Uh, so, thank you to everybody who has been very supportive. We appreciate all the good vibes, all the, all the positivity. Uh, believe me, the power of positivity really got us through. Uh, we've been planning this since August. Since August. August. August and, but damn. Yeah, August yeah. Fuck? When we first met uh, Rohit from Fox. That's what, oh, on a SummerSlam. That was August. Jesus It's Christ. been that long and, you know, um, it, it's been a long road. The, the fact that we're here is just amazing. So thank you and please keep supporting um, Philippine Wrestling. As in the people who make Philippine Wrestling tick, that's PWR, the people who help you think about, you know, uh, Philippine Wrestling. That's us. That's us. Uh, the podcast, Smart Henry, uh, everybody that just uh, pours in their time and effort. So, Thank you. Um, and with that, we're gonna we're gonna be closing the book on episode ninety five. We'll catch you next week for the go home episode before the rumble and the viewing party. Thank you. Peace out. Peace. Thank you for listening to the SJP podcast. To get more from the voice of the modern Filipino wrestling fan, go to www.smarkhenry.ph. <laughs>